fuck it. I ain't gonna hold you. Wine watcher, shit, on, like before I knew you live, I like this nigga look like downtown, the high rise. Hold it, hold it, save it, save it, bro. You're not doing all uh, that. Everything is recorded, nothing is live. This is going out tomorrow. So as soon as we finish, I'm editing this motherfucker. Um, it's gonna be an easy edit. Check, talk about it. Check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest got the brother Slim City in here. What's up, sir? What's going on, man? You good? Congratulations on your podcast and all your success. Appreciate you, bro. I'm glad you finally pulled up. We made it happen. Yes. You was like, yo, you thought I was in Brickle? Surprise. I'm in the hood, bro. No, you're not in the fucking hood. I'm in the hood, pop. Now you right by the, you right prime location. Yeah. Right by Hara. That's why I can't fuck that's why I can't fuck with you, bro. Because every time I'm with this motherfucker, he's like, yo, you wanna go gamble? I'm like, no. Listen, I'm I'm the most like responsible gambler you ever met. I only walk in with what I'm spending. So like my minimum, all right, so like maybe three weeks ago I went in there with $120. Okay. Cause I always play. I was just feeling good that night and I went to a little hookah spot right up the street. Um, I got little, COVID at that little hookah spot, by the way. Are you serious? Yeah. The one that's next yeah. to the, like, Gagraha? Yes. <laughs> Nigga, we got COVID from that little hookah Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, 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 better, but y'all better people now. Yeah. No, for real. No, y'all we, better people. Yeah. <laughs> y'all better people. I started making mad money after I got COVID. It was weird. Yeah, was man. Something, you know, but anyway. Yeah, uh, so I, I only go in there with what I spend. So I, I go, I take my $120 out, and then I leave my wallet. In the car, I want to bring my player's mm. card. So once you walk, make that long ass walk back to the sixth floor, but you're not coming back, bro. You're, yeah. you're not. So it is what it is. That's a good idea. But I, made like, your... I made like seven hundred that night. Fire! I was wax. I need to leave ass. my wallet in the car. It's a good idea. Yeah, just bring because I only bring the cash, but then my dumbass goes to the ATM. Bring your limit, and really, when you play blackjack, especially late at night, I feel like two hundred is like the max you should start with. Is blackjack your shit? Your game? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm patient. I feel and I and I play differently. Like so, that if me and you are playing, and I know you know what you're doing, I'm gonna play like I'm gonna talk to you with certain moves and you know. Here's my thing. If I'm playing by myself though, I'm coming for that motherfucking dealer. Every time I've made buku money, like I'll start with three, and the times that I've started with three hundred and I've came out with like two grand, it's because I'm playing match the dealer. You play match the Hell dealer? Yeah, every okay, hand. Okay. That's why I had the one twenty. So the five dollar bet, I was smacking his ass on Master Dealer. I'm talking mm. about now they got like you play poker on top of the Master yeah, Dealer type no, shit. That shit get a little weird. It, nah, it, all right. So when you play that, it, it it only activates when the dealer has an ace up. Oh, so that's what that little side bet all the motherfuckers be hitting that shit. <laughs> I never see it. yo people gonna think you're like a professional poker player. Nah, by the nah, way, nah, yo, nah, not like, poker, blackjack. I cannot play poker with shit. Yo, like, or you're like a professional gambler. For people don't know, Slim City is um when I DJ, I don't like motherfuckers like talk like like touching the microphone. You might be <laughs> the only person, bro, where I gladly will give you the microphone mm-hmm. and let you rock out while I DJ, bro, because you are hilarious on that mic, bro. Nah, it's it's um you know it's it's funny because I always be like, damn, what if I would have been a DJ? You know what I mean? But, a lot of MCs say that shit. Yeah, but I mean I I understand like but at the same time, I don't like when people are like, oh, you the, you a DJ? I'm like, no. Because mm. I respect the craft so much because I know how hard it is. Mm. And I know the mental the mental drain it has. And, it, and I had a lot. I always had respect for DJs in South Florida. But I even have more respect for DJs in North Carolina because them motherfuckers DJ all goddamn night. They don't do like multiple DJs. Oh, So whatever they charge, 
they're DJing all fucking night. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not gonna hit the I mean, button. five hours. I mean, I'm doing like four or five hour sets sometimes. Yeah, but know? that's not on a. That's not all night. What are they doing? No, that's all night. No, that's all night. But usually, you're in a more of a laid back. No, not a hardcore party setting. Like maybe Cooper's Hockey DJ. It depends, bro. At Brick, I'm doing four hours at Brick. That first Oof. hour and a half is chill, but that next two and a half yeah. hours, I'm yeah, sprinting. You know, yeah, he's sprinting. But, but yo, most DJs down here don't yeah, do. Yeah, you know? and that's like a luxury, and they charge like they're doing like a four hour yeah. set, which is fine. If that's what the market allows. Yeah. But I mean, just to just like if granted, I can if you need to go to the bathroom, I can I might say yo pick a song for me to play or. I'll figure it out in the same BPM and I'll stay where you were. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I could do that. But once you say the two songs, I don't know. After you that song, it's like, psh, I'm going to play the biggest fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> Dreams and Nightmares, go. Dreams and Nightmares, way too sexy right now. That's the best piss song of all time for DJs. Like when you need a long song that you could yeah. play for the whole song, it's going to keep people engaged for the whole time. Mm-hmm. You play Dreams and Nightmares. So you put that, I used to pray for time. And then you run. Yeah. Go to take it's a, a Negro pick. spiritual, man. Dog. You might have said one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. I'm like, yo, this guy can have the mic whenever he wants. You shouted out all the girls with good pH levels one time at the club. You were yeah, like, shout out my ladies with good pH levels. Yeah, they be drinking too much energy when they should be drinking some damn cranberry juice. It yo. is what it is. Like, every girl can't have good pussy. Like, it's just yeah. impossible. Nah, that shit. Nah, but um, like I said, I just always wanted to compliment the DJ. And, like, it's just be an honor because a lot of DJs say that, especially in North Carolina. Like, when I came up there, there was nobody like me. Like, there was just nothing. Cause you, you, I mean, you're Jamaican, right? Yeah. So you grew up in the Jamaican Exactly. Scene. So it's always been team, mm. teamwork. And I came up with a uh, shout out to Silent Addy. He was the first person to really like, I want you to be my MC. Can you, can you explain the style for the people who may not know, like the Jamaican Caribbean style when it comes to DJing and the MC, <laughs> the way y'all All work? Right, so pretty much it's like a, a lot of call, call, call and response. And one thing about those Caribbean DJs, they know their music. Like they have to the, the way the MCs MC there those those events they have to know the songs like not just know the song like they know every word of every song because they build up the song so if there's a song about let's say uh, a Caribbean song right now Crocodile Teeth Skilly Bang a Jamaican style like you, Casey might just mix that in with some Sean Paul he probably won't it's an example no, I probably will I'm like a com- <laughs> when I'm correct yo this thing. I, I feel you. I feel you. But I'm you, a commercial you know, DJ, bro. Yeah, but so. you, but you, but you know a little more dancehall Caribbean music than yeah, yeah. a DJ from somewhere else, right. because that's what you have to know here. But I'm just saying. So, in the Caribbean scene, uh, the MC would have a whole speech and intro to when he finishes that last word. Because don't grind me. Like the first lyric or the first word of the first bar yeah. of that song is dropping. So it, they they make it a, a like a great show. Yeah. It's like so a, it'll be like it'll stop the music. It'll be like yo, you know. Sometimes I drink Hennessy. Yeah. You know. Sometimes I drink tequila. But tonight I'm drinking rum and Red Bull. Yeah, and you fucking yeah. hit the put. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they, something they, like that. They build it like that. That's a great example. My example was trash. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. But it's it's really, and it, and it's unfortunately not because I think that style is kind of like. And the new younger generation, younger DJs, I think that style is kind of phasing out. But man, I'm telling you, when I have to go to motherfucking Fire Mondays with Nasheen Fire, Walshy Fire, uh, people like uh, you know Bambino. Who else was there? A lot. Uh, English Fire, like those MCs. Walshy Fire. Oh my God, probably the greatest MC. Shadow Fire. Like these cats, they, I just be in awe. 
Mm-hmm. Like, how do they buy you, you, you were like a jit, like watching them? No, like 18, 19, 20. I was mm-hmm. taking pictures for partyspree.com. Mm. I just did be a picture motherfucker. They'll take pictures, put yeah. it online before, you know what I'm saying? The, the internet, you know, technology caught up. But yeah, like, I, I used to be in there like, I could do that. Then there'd be some times I'd be like, I know I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I would never. And, I, and especially when you're trying to find yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure when you were coming up, you wanted to DJ just like your favorite DJ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of times when you want to, when you're trying to like imitate people, you're not the most confident. Mm-hmm. So when I kind of found my own, because I wanted to be like the, why? Like, I wanted to be one of them type of Jamaican mm-hmm. DJ, but that really wasn't me. Yeah. So when I found my stride and I came into my own, like I could go on before and after anybody. You're, you you have like a heavy comedic element to yeah, where you yeah, MC and you're like, t- like fucking with people in the yeah, crowd and shit. Because like, I can't remember songs for shit, dog. Mm. You can, you put a bullet to my hand and say recite one song word for it. I'm yo, kill me now. Yeah, I know bits and pieces. So people that remember songs like that, like off rip, not playing in the background, not off rip. I'd be like, damn, that motherfucker be knowing that shit. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just. I just find my way and I, and I figure it out. I just like to keep people involved. I want to be entertaining. I want everybody to feel like a lot of people say a lot of girls like they're that I've talked to. They're like, oh, why you gonna be gassing up these bitches? Da-da-da-da-da. Why you be hyping these niggas up? I said, my job is to make every nigga feel like Jay-Z and every woman feel like Beyonce, Rihanna, whoever mm-hmm. they want. That's what they come there for. Not to be like, mm-hmm. you know, I might be joking with them, but I'm gassing you up and joking. But they think I'm always... I know that's what people come for. I don't talk about beating niggas up. I don't talk about fighting. I don't talk about yeah. killing. I don't talk about none of that nah, shit. You'll talk about bitches edges. Talk, talk about, about edges. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We talk about their feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? talk about their braids. The outfits. And outfits. Shit. Yeah. You know what what? Mean? So you come from you, you come from radio too, Slim. Can you talk about oh, how man. that happened? All right. Like, so all right. So <laughs> how that happened? So I originally started at um, Video Mix TV. They gave me my first opportunity. Was shout out to Jesse Coleman. So I was on TV originally first. Mm-hmm. Then I got on to shout out to Big Ralph and Real Ralph who brought me on to Rhythm's Nine Four Five, the underground station. So I was doing that for a while. And I'm going to. I stopped going to FIU. And then I went to. You grew up where? In Southwest Pine, but I moved to Pines, not gotcha. Hurricane Andrew. Like know, all Jamaicans, like every Jamaican, yeah. Every Jamaican lives in Pines for some every, reason. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that, well. <laughs> It's crazy because I saw Pyramid Pines being built from scratch. You know, I mean, of course when, you did. when Hurricane Andrew hit, we moved to Miramar. Mm-hmm. We moved like by Caroline and we moved to Miramar. So I saw, I used to live in River Run during Hurricane Andrew time. So there was nothing out there. Yeah. There was nothing out. I remember like one road. And my dad used to be a courier. So, you know, he'd drive and drop. I'd be riding with him all the time. So he'd be, I remember, yo, yo, listen, Pines used to be one road. Uh, there was only one road out there. Yeah. That's crazy. All swamp. Yeah. So like seeing something built from scratch to me, it was just like, yo, it was just mind blowing. So um, I went to, I ended up going to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Really cool. I learned, I ain't gonna lie, that helped me a lot. That gave me a jump start. Uh, people talk a lot of shit about that place, but I think if you're serious about it, and you, go, if you go to do what you gotta do, like you gonna get something out of it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, point blank, period. And then, and then, um, so I went there, and then I was trying to get a, trying to get an internship at Nine Nine Jam for two years, man. Shot Derek Baker, mm-hmm. and it was very frustrating because I used to call that station every day, every day. I could not get an internship at that place for the life of me. For what reason? I didn't know. I was already popping. I would do my own parties. I was doing everything, and, and, and I'm very humble. So I didn't. I, I had no intentions of coming in there with any type of ego. And I knew people that worked there. Like I knew people that I was on the same parties with every week there. 
And it used to be mind blowing to me. Like, why am I not like, what is it that I'm not getting on this station? Whatever. A year later, my boy, my best friend says, yo, come with me to North Carolina. Let's open up some tax office. You'll be back in five months. I bet. Moved to Greensboro, North Carolina, December 17, 2012. Jesse Coleman, who went to A&T in Greensboro, knew Wally Coyote that worked at one or two jams. Called him on my behalf. Didn't even tell me he was going to call him. Just called him randomly. Yo, I got my guy up there. Da, 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 da. He's great. He's dope. Da, da, da. 102 Jams in North Carolina? Yeah. You, you worked with Africa? Uh, no. She left before me. Okay. But I, I work with her sister. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, and shout out to her. She got a, uh, she's at a station right now in, um, damn, I want to say uh, Michigan or Wisconsin. Detroit. Uh, yeah, I think she was yeah, in so Detroit. So, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I worked with her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I won't, so... I, I, I meet Waleed at a club one night somewhere in downtown Greensboro, vibing, bobbing, bobbing, drinking. This nigga, nigga was drinking Ciroc. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, this is way back. This is like 2013. Bruh, I get an internship. February, my internship was, the first day of my internship was January 31st, 2013. So, one phone call, I mean, literally 40 days in another city, I'm interning at one or two jams. Mm. My first on-air date was Thanksgiving 2013. First time I was on-air, paid employee. Overnight? Yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Bro, they put my first time on the air, bro. The PD puts me there at 1 p.m. on a Saturday. Lit! I did one hour. Bro, I'm like this, like touching the board. We're losing like this. I could. I was fumbling over myself. Oh, you're the board up? No, no, no. I couldn't. Oh. I was doing both. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was shaking. Lucy's like, yeah. I don't know why he put you on the radio at one p.m. on a Saturday with me. Like, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it's, it's that's rough. Nerve wracking. But. but what was dope was that you know, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. You know, and at the time, I didn't realize how powerful One or Two Jam was. One or Two Jam was like low key one of the number one station in the country. Like, you said your PD's name, that P Brian. Like you are getting people taking you seriously. Mm -hmm. It just carries that kind of weight. So when I was interning for Walid at nighttime, that's when all the rappers used to come through for interviews and blah, 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 blah. Minus time. Nobody knows me. No, no. I done been around the world. Mm -hmm. I done hosted concerts. I done that at all. Mm -hmm. But no one knows that. So a lot of these young interns that was under me, um, they were like starstruck. Oh my God. They want to be in the studio. You're not even talking on the radio. Why yeah. do you want to just sit in there? Yeah. So I started doing all this imaging. So I'm doing all this imaging. That's nothing to me. I image set up. I say, record this. All right, record it. Let me just throw it in. I'll do your commercial for you. What songs do you want to do? I can't pick any song. I want. All right, bet. Boom, boom. Sound effects folder. Boom, boom. Knock it out. So I'm now I'm saving him an incredible amount of time. So I'm setting him and he's, he owned like a club there. He did, He had a record label. He manages Luke Nasty. You know, I know you know that artist. Yeah, but he's dope. Yeah, so he, so now I'm saving him time. Now I become valuable. I made myself valuable. I was mm-hmm. always on time. I, I I could do anything. I was organized. I was responsible, and I was older than most interns. So like, I'm just older. I learned. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah. more mature when it came to certain things and getting certain getting certain shit done. And I got a call to come up in part time. Man, there was a lot of talented people. Man, like that that station is like a lot of good talent. And then I got the call. Shout out to Tap Money. He brought me to Fayetteville in 2000, um, 2017. And I got my f- first full-time opportunity 2018. Mm-hmm. But it's a great experience. I love it, man. I love mm-hmm. radio. I love connecting with well, people. You told me you worked at V, right? 
V I mean, uh, um, the uh, the ATL station. Yeah, man, I'm supposed to go there. V one hundred three. Yeah. Okay. Cause Tap got the PD job there from mm. Night Night Jams to there, and then you know, you know, How COVID happened. Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he got he uh, lost his job and big controversy up there. They up there like even to this day, man. They like they got a whole boycott campaign. For that station? Yeah. I'm out the loop. What happened? Yeah. Uh, they were just firing people. Like, pretty much it was a situation where, like, you own the station, and uh, they hired me to run the, the or the, be the program director for the station, but your homeboy just lost his job. Mm. So you just put your homeboy on. Mm. And they don't know nothing about the market. They don't know the community. They came from Missouri. Different, uh, completely different market. Yeah. Market, not even market, but genre of music. Mm. So it's like you got somebody here that can't name five rappers. Yeah. Like, are you in Atlanta? Yeah. That's crazy. Damn. That's that happened. Crazy. That happened in Miami though too, bro. You know, like you know, what I mean, you know, Jill's not a jam yeah, anymore. Yeah, I just, I, you know, it's your time to attack. Yeah. Amen. I'll tell you some stuff off air. Yeah. Today was a good day. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Today was a good day. Really? Today was a, yeah, today was a great step forward. Okay, good. I like Because yeah. you were telling me you were driving to Gainesville to do some interviews, right? You told no, me. I drove to uh, Valdosta, Georgia. And, um, That's 10 hours away, man. Nah, six. Six. You six. must drive really fast. Nah, nah, nah. nah right six. Above Tallahassee. No, it's an hour from Tallahassee. Yeah, like that's nine hours. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it was six hours, but oh god, it was six hours. I was trying to figure out how is it six hours? Like the way, but it's like the way it's shaped the state. Like it's right through Jacksonville. So you're yeah. like, so what happened there is uh, they called me interested in the three to seven time slot, which I was really interested in. Is like, cause I just feel like okay, if I take the position, I need to be learning like. Pro, like real deal programming. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I wanted to learn, but I wanted to be on three to seven, like afternoon drive, because that's like prime time. Mm -hmm. So I get there. And you can get fucked up at night and go to the club and shit and still make it exactly. to work. Exactly. You can have a normal life and a normal dating life too. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because you can still go out at yeah. 7, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. So I get there. It's like nothing out there. It's just like depressingly empty out there. And um, really good people that work there too. A real tight in the community. Everybody been there for like a thousand years. But I, my my issue was so I get there and they're like, oh, um, well we we decided uh, we're programming Nick Cannon show. We're gonna syndicate Nick Cannon show. I was like, okay, but we need you. We like your resume. We you, we we could do everything because at Foxy it was a market one fifty four, but it was one of those stations where you had to know to do everything. So you mm -hmm. might be full time on it, but you also Part-time promotion department. Yeah, producing commercials and everything, shit. Yeah. Everything. Which is cool. I don't mind because it just kept me sharp. And I was just getting into programming, just learning how to use the software, mm -hmm. deleting music. Like, we have meetings and just delete music. Mm -hmm. We're never playing this song again. Like, that type of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... So, they were offering me... Pretty much they wanted me to be, like, assistant program director and assistant promotion director. And I just, and I asked them, I was, my biggest thing is like, you know, I don't want to be here more than a year and a half, two years max. Are you going to be willing to share your wisdom to elevate me to a bigger market in a short period of time? Mm. Oh, well, you know, and, and if I was getting the vibe that they want, kind of want me to stay there. And, and you got to worry about like, that's just because you got to ask me to go to these jobs. Cause if you really good, but they're not going to let you go. And we had a similar, I'm not going to speak on this situation, but I'll tell you off air, but I know a similar situation where 
we lost if we lost our PD and got a trash PD and our GM got relocated. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. bases, and when it's like you were holding on to him, but we could have moved him somewhere else and kept him within the company, but you let him just go to a competitor. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they got they got handled. How are you feeling about radio in general right now? Man, I love radio, man. Um, Me too, though. I miss it. I, I love it. I mean, I you know what? Like, I love, I just love, like, the community stuff, bro. Like, one thing in North Carolina, um, I live in Fayetteville. Like, North Carolina, they don't have where we live. They ain't got no major sports team. There's no, you know. Clubs, great. Yeah, there's clubs there, yeah. but there's no, like, you're not competing with, like, the NBA, NFL. Right. You're not competing with that stuff. So, like. And a lot of those places that listen to us, there's no server. You can't stream no music out there. No PPM? No PPM. Like, you ain't streaming music, bro. Yeah. All this is radio. You ain't getting no service till you get about, you know, 15, 20 minutes from your house. By that time, you're not even streaming nothing no more. You're right. You just let the music, the radio mm. ride. So, like, those people really depend on, you know, us for um, information. Now, I remember we had a hurricane out there. And, like, it got flooded. And we live in a city named Lumberton. It was, like, 30 minutes away, but it's, like, the second poorest city in the whole state. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I tell you, like, they needed these resources, they needed the radio to step up and organize for the community, Ow. like, I seen it. I did it. I built mm-hmm. it. I organized. I, I, like, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I see the value in radio because we just, it's so personal, you know Localized. I mean? Local, too. Yeah. yeah. You're not... And like you know, ninety nine jams and these stations down here. Granted, I follow ninety nine jams more than the beat, but they do a lot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Shout out to Papa Key. He does a lot for the community, mm. and that's through radio. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not finna sit here and 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 I know people that need things. I've seen poor people. Like, yeah, I know. I know people that if they don't get this book back from this this book back drive. They just not getting no book back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They don't get no turkey from this turkey job. They just not getting no turkey, and that's that. I have no real people like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So when, when you see that and see how you affect the community, and you're like a real celebrity out there, you are. I'm like a like I was like a real celebrity. Yeah, in a real life. Yeah, like they come up to you, and I, and I ran a social media page. So you know me, I I didn't flip the game. I made sure everybody was gonna see me and know my face. Like yeah. I'm on, I was when I was on air, I was on Facebook Live every night, just mm-hmm. talking. Just mm-hmm. having random conversations with listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm doing giveaways. If I need to do a giveaway, I need a hundred people in the chat live right yeah. now. Yeah, I get up. So like, I finessed it, and like, I got like over like two thousand followers out of that market. That's fire, bro. You know what I'm saying, so, uh, yeah, the community is a big part of radio to me too, bro. I remember. I think my favorite break ever on the radio was I was doing I was doing a Saturday on on Power, and some little girl called me like a Girl Scout. And she's like, yo, I got these cookies. Um, I would like you to buy some cookies. And, and, uh, I'm like, yeah, come through. You know, I had some club money from the night before in cash. Yeah. I'm like, yo, pull up. I want to buy, I think I said like 15 boxes or something. She's like, yeah. Da, 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 da. She's like, where are you located? I'm like, yo, we're at a place that's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. It's called Tootsie's, right next to Tootsie's. Oh, the dad man. gets on the phone. He goes, I know where that Chuck E. Cheese is at. <laughs> I'm like, pull up, bro. And then the girl comes through. Little girl pulls up with her mom. I buy the boxes. I take a picture with her. You, you know what I'm saying? Boxes for, of cookies? Yeah, though, I spent like $150 in Girl Scout cookies. Damn, bro. Just to like flat. You know, you know like, you, but you, could, you can't back out now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Can, like, can. And I got the picture. And then I was yeah. like, damn, bro. Like, that. Is what yeah, radio is about, yeah, you know. Yeah, my yeah. PD was like, "Yo, that's the best break you've I've ever heard from you." Yeah, like you know, and do but you, you can't even do shit like that now. You can't even, first of all, air a minute call number one, but number two, yeah. have a 
on the weekend a random you know family come to the station and shit yeah. and let them in and like yeah. it's too corporate now you know yeah like, it's very but i love bringing those kids in i love talking to like we used to talk about this like uh alter alternative school mm-hmm. and just talking to kids like really like they had a lot of gang violence up there like a lot of gang violence actually and um just talking to those kids like them, those kids remember you Bro, I remember, sorry, crazy story. So I used to do this Monday night at a strip club there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my goal was like, I don't want to be packed. I just want to make like 300 a Monday. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ladies and free. Papa Docs. Ladies and free. And um, guys, $10. Monday. Like, these towns aren't used to being going out and about on yeah, a weekday. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I got a little bubbling. And I remember one girl, she came to me like, oh, you remember me? I'm like, no, nah, I remember you. Oh, you came to talk to my school last year. I was like, no. <laughs> you wasn't even trying. <laughs> so she had the, the girl, she was a dancer, but she ended like, like. So one year she's a student and you're serving the community. The next yeah, year she's, she's a dancer a, and you're still serving the community. You know what I'm like, saying? I'm, trying to, I'm out here throwing ones at her like, yeah. oh, Lord, <laughs> it's so dirty. Oh, throw that ass, girl. Oh, shit, what's wrong with me? Bro, yeah. pull it to the side. Oh, <laughs> Damn, girl. Yeah. Oh my God. So what you doing after this? No. Damn. <laughs> what's, your, yo, you, what's your favorite uh, strip club down here? Oh, man. I used to love Coco's, man. Mm. Wow. Coco's. Scarfaces. Oh, Scarface versus Godzilla. One. You remember Crunch 1? Oh, of course. DJ Crunch 1? <laughs> no. I never been inside. I was out. I've been outside of Coco's. I've never been inside. Uh, Legendary. That is. I spent the most money in that strip club ever. What year? Twelve hundred. My brother graduated two thousand eight. So we talking like two thousand eight? Yeah. And Perry Wings. Shit. Crunch One was a DJ there all the way to like two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Shout out Crunch One. Yeah, man, that was my favorite. And their day shift was like off the chain because I wasn't a baller, you know what I'm saying? So I had to go yeah. there and day shift. I was in college, you know what I'm saying? I was broke, mm. you know what I'm saying? So I loved, I love Coco's. I used to go to Sneak Big Tuesdays at Take One. Shout out to Sam Sneak. After people used to go to Grass, Grass Lounge. Mm, like, I've never been to Take One. Man, legendary. And used to have the little the rib man outside with his own sauce. I used to buy my rib sauce from him. Mr. Boneless. Yeah. Bro, legendary. <laughs> like, and take one was crazy. Crazy take one story. Bro, one day I went in there, and there's some girls in there that fuck for money. Yeah, whatever. But one girl that was asking me, like, all the time. I was young. I didn't know any better. Yeah. I was stupid. I was an idiot. Yeah. Dog, one of the girls was his body, Triple X. The body, Triple X, used to work at Take One, regular house girl. I swear to God. And selling that thing. Wow. Discount. And I didn't buy it. <laughs> That's I regret it. Yeah, it was one of the biggest mistakes in my adult life. Tatted like yeah, the yes, bro. Stop. Yes, and I never forget the night. I never forget it because Pinky was in there one night, mm. and then you know, like two weeks later, Pinky got out of the strip club and signed her. Yeah, Damn. Mm, like all her porn is done through Pinky. I never forget. I you mean, could you could date a dancer. Oh uh, yeah, communication. Communication. That's all it really is. I mean, trust. Trust. But you is. But you, I'm gonna tell you right now. Like those girls are very jealous. They're very insecure. Uh, they 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 assume the worst about men. Rightfully so. I understand where yeah, that thinking that comes sense. from. But a lot of those women don't date popping niggas like us. 
So it's competition. Like you can bag these niggas, but I can also bag these females just as much as you can bag these niggas. So it's like, mm. I mean, you remember, like me bagging women is more dangerous because I can be more genuine about it. They're bagging you for one thing. Mm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. that means you have a price. But I mean, if that's what they want to do, at the end of the day, as long as you got a plan, bro. Because, bro, these, uh, these, some of these, dan- these Cuban dancers and Tootsies, bro, they be whole models, bro. Like, does the surgery shit bother you or do you prefer not? Like, um, does it bother me? All right. It doesn't bother me. Like, like say, like, my I had a wife or a girlfriend. She had three kids. need to fix her stomach. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're just doing it to seek validation, Mm. You know what I'm saying? I have a problem with that because that, God forbid, I, I'm in love with this girl and I love you. Like I love everything about her, her body, the way she looks. This everything that is that I've met you with is mm-hmm. what I fell in love with, mm-hmm. and I'm giving you my all. You know what I'm saying? And, and here you go. You want to go get your ass done for what? Because people on IG have it. Yeah, and you feel yeah. Like, like you're not. not. What are you for? What? Like and you're not ready to do the work. And it's not even about them getting the surgery. Y'all don't even have the discipline to work out. That's what I was gonna say. Because you, 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 you play ball. So yeah. like, we play ball, and it's like I don't. I can't be content with that. That you're not even trying. trying. To, you're not trying. So guess what? You get your ass done. You you get the body that you want, but you're not working out. Dog, in a year, it's your ass. Dog, the BBL, the BBL takes a, a full year to really like. Get that's what, what you, happens. These girls know. that have no workout uh, uh, regimen at all, they get the surgery and they still don't have a workout regimen. So what happens is when girls get fat on the oh, after the BBL, bro, it's like on some gorilla shit. shit yeah, you know, like it's their face gets of, fat. Yeah. They're fucking, but there's it's like they're, they're misshaped. Yeah, yeah, you're misshaped. So I just feel like, man, love yourself. Like, why are you really doing this? Like why yeah. do you why are you really doing this? You're doing this for attention. You're doing it for yeah. validation, and it's not fair. It's hard, like, and it's hard, bro. It's, I got a daughter. It's hard, and it's just crazy because you know these women get it, then those women have daughters. So like, are we telling? Are we teaching your daughter like, you know, mm. it's not you know what God give you how you were born was not it's enough. not good enough. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying it's it's a very I'm not a woman, but I know as women they get a lot of pressure put on them. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of pressure to compete. I mean, as a dancer, like, you go in there and you see other girls making money with the fat asses and the BB and the fake titties. I mean, how are you not going to go get that done? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, how yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You have to be really comfortable in, in your skin and who you are to, like, not do that. I think about, like, man, like, like I think five to ten years, we're going to have some real shit where I could fix my hairline, like, on some real shit. Yeah. And I don't, oh, think, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do it. No, I don't, I don't think because I, I feel I said off a couple podcasts ago, but I feel like people got to embrace their imperfections that yeah. builds character. You yeah. know, like that makes you want to be dope in other ways. That makes you work to be dope yeah, in other you things. Figure it out, but I ain't gonna lie. If I can get my hairline back, believe that shit. I'm getting my motherfucking hairline back. Yeah, damn dog. I'm trying to do the white and well. I got a Puerto Rican barber now, so he got oh, me yeah. trying to like comb my yeah, shit down, like on yeah. some and well shit to show my. You no, know, you could, but you could get some like keeps or some shit. I'm too. That's too late for me, bro. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm it's a, a rap, bro. I take my hat off. I look forty. Yeah, but you look good with a baldy. I, I don't look good with a baldy because, um, like the skin tone be jacked up and like my hair grows back so fast. It's like by the time I get it cut today, like. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, you, I can feel it like the girl. I'm like, damn, bro. Whatever. We're six four. Out exactly. Here, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yo, like, I think about I think about that a lot. Yo, would I rather have a hairline and be five seven? Hell no. Hell no. Ladies, uh, hit us on the IG. Would you rather have the guy with the hairline or the guy? You know, six the, four. One girl came up to me like, oh my god, how tall are you? I said six four. She's like, she started rubbing up on me. Six four. I was like, yeah, six four. Yeah, bro, these girls be, I feel bad for sure. No girl was like, oh my God, girl, he's 5'7". Oh, shit, bitch. Nah, never. 
Yeah. I mean, so I live with the hairline, you know. Definitely living with the hairline over over Shit. the height, man. How do you? We've been doing. We've been moving and shaking in the clubs as of late, Slim. And uh, uh, yeah, every I mean, time we go to party, bro, I get excited. Like, oh, it's gonna be like, entertaining. Yeah, Cause we shit. have our own side jokes as we working together, so it's always a little more fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the climate of like like the Caribbean scene right now? It feels good right now, right? Like, That's it feels like person. there's a lot of like good Caribbean vibes right now. Like, yeah, it's because the music is not the anger ass. Shoot up, shoot up music like of cartel and vibe, cartel and vibe, cartel, cartel and Movado. Like, gotcha. Even, even though I well, love even him. that Dex to Dab shit, yeah. Yeah, he's hard. I, I fuck with yeah, him, but yeah. that's just he's, some like, yeah, but he has some Badman tune, but he also has some for the ladies. Mm. So does all the other DJs, but it, there was a time like Movado, Bounty Killer, and and and, and cartel with just a lot of Badman tune, which affects the community because, like, in the parties, right? In the parties, because them shit was getting shot up, and then you had to watch your back. And that whole Gaza Gully shit was real. Damn. People died over that shit. But the music now is, like, very upbeat, it's very happy, it's very positive, it's very, like, we just want to have a good fucking time. Wait, but, uh, educate me on that. What'd you say, Gaza Gully? What? Gaza Gully. So, Vice Cartel was, like, part of the Gaza Empire. I had a caught in the Gaza Strip in Portmore. And then. But is this, like, a gang? Uh, like, it's like a street. In, in Portmore, okay, call it the Gaza Strip, but Vice Cartel's from Portmore, and then Marvado, he represented the gully side. But all these artists came up under um, Bounty Killer, so like Bounty is the one that really like put cats on. Mm-hmm. So I guess the beef started, you know, I don't really know how it started, but it started, you know what I mean? And um, it was just, it was like real, like it would really be like Movado would come up to America and like. It'd be like some serious shit. Like you gotta be careful. Like I have actual video footage of shots being bust in parties. Damn. Like actual recorded footage. Cameras like it's crazy. Damn. So you and what? Like people on the streets were picking sides? Yeah. Damn. Like you was a Gaza DJ. Like you come in, you're not playing no cartel. You're not playing no no like Movado. Damn, what year time frame was this from? That'd be what, two thousand and maybe Eight, I would say eight or nine to uh, maybe 11, 12. Okay. Oh, wow, man. Like, this man, Vibes Cartel, performed at Best of the Best on a TV screen. Oh, shit. Under a mango tree in Jamaica. And the people were like, this is the greatest thing. Like, when he, like, put it like this. When he, like, say he gets out of jail. He's in jail right now. Mm-hmm. Say he gets out of jail and he gets a visa. This is... He'll be the highest paid artist, period. Mm. Like, that's what the demand for him is. That it would be on any urban artist of any kind. Yeah. He'll be the highest paid. He ain't gonna be no, like, no Led Zeppelin and Metallica mm. like that. Cause them motherfuckers play for uh, a million people. Yeah. I saw a video of uh, Metallica. What was it Led Zeppelin? They were in Russia. 1.5 million people. Jeez. Did so you. So you're saying the you you would attribute like the 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 Caribbean scene right now being a, a good vibe. It's a great There's a vibe. lot of parties. You contributed to the a, music, the cycle yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard any shootouts, any stabbings. Mm. I haven't heard any of those like a oh, while. Wow. There was one for a lot of like a couple way back when, but like yeah, and that's great for it's great for the city. It's great for the community. Have you been to um any like crazy Jamaican like in Jamaica like any? Oh hell yeah, shit! I was at. I went for um, the Buja concert when Buja got out of jail and got sent back to uh, Jamaica. I went for the show, his first show back, period. And it was wow. at the, the the stadium. Man, it was an incredible experience, man. We ended up going to um, a Bounty Sundays in Waterhouse. 
Dudes are jumping off shit, like landing on people. Like, nah, he was shooting a music video with another artist, but it wasn't like that. We had to go to like Mojito Mondays mm. or Ponda Plaza, mm. like the most part that come up here. But we we were leaving Tuesday, and we were just dead by then. Like, bro, we was out every night till like four, five, six, seven, and more. like bouncing Sundays. We didn't get home till like eight a.m. Damn, like the party got lit at six a.m. I'm trying to, uh, yo, next time you go to, like, some real island Jamaican shit, like, take me with you, dog. Like, yeah, I want to do some carnival shit soon. When When is Car- carnival soon? Is it all week? Yo, they're having a day party at Taboo. Yeah, it comes out real soon. That's this week. This week. It's it starts week. tomorrow. Wow, like, that's party, a good time carnival, to put out this episode tomorrow. Yeah, carnival parties start tomorrow. I'll be at Taboo every night. Where, where's Taboo at? It's, like, a, it's, it's in Miami. Old Candy's right behind the, uh, the, the boulevard. Wow. That building, yeah, it's right behind it. Yeah. Wow, I need to go with you, dog. Tell you, I always tell you to come, but you just work so we work so much. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Man, we work a lot. The parties be late night. Yeah, I mean strip club. They close yeah, like okay. whatever. So, damn, dog. But taboo is a strip club that started in Jamaica. Yeah. You just you just came back from Colombia too, right? That was your first time. No, no, I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> nah, that's like good. probably like my. Uh, how was that, bro? It was great. Good. You start a family or what? Nah, man. You was handing out Bibles, yeah. taking a lot of pictures, scenery. You know, yeah, what I mean? dog, you got to do the Lord's the work gospel over there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just trying to get people yeah. on that right path. You know, helping people cross the street. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know how it be. Yeah. Shout to Cartagena. I'm due for a Colombia trip. You the Medellin? Uh, no, we can go though. Okay. Keep me in the loop. I'm talking. I've been talking. See the thing. Damn. See, I was talking to Don. Hot. He went to Medellin and he got to go. He want to go to Cartagena. I'm like, all right, we got to do go that to too. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll never like deny. Give me yeah. a heads up. He called. He is so funny. Shout like, out to Don Hot. Yeah. I feel like yo, like he he take like he's you know one of the biggest DJs in the city mm-hmm. right now, and he does like the the big South Beach parties. But mm-hmm. I feel like he took his like Caribbean influence yeah. and made it like commercial. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he he's like. Uh, I tell people like, I tell people like, honestly, he's probably the best DJ on the East Coast. Like, he's such a student of the craft. Like, I knew he was different. Two things I knew how Don Hot was probably like the best DJ I ever heard. We went to my man Mike had a um, Mike Four Hundred had a birthday party. He's he's Latin. Don Hot played four hours of Latin music. Four hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what the. F- like how do you how, know this? How do you even? There's one thing to know a song here and there. How you get through? Nah, you know when I knew? he know he knows that music. When I when I knew Don Hot was a legend, dog, yeah. it was fucking a Friday at Live. He, oh, he, he, played, he was um, playing, um, bro. He did a set where he's playing like the night has come, oh, sugar pie, honey oh. bun. Like, bro, he's playing like what is that sixties music or some yeah, shit? Yeah, pop like old Motown yeah, hits. Yeah, type vibe. I was yeah. like, I live on a Friday. Friday. I'm like, damn, dog. That takes They're a lot different. of yeah. That takes a lot of balls. Like, and I, another thing, I knew he was another another level. He used to watch all the music videos on World Star. <laughs> he woke up every day. This is when you had to log on the computer, to go on World Star. And this religion for me. I did it yeah, every day. I would think we all did though. Yeah, though. but he watched the music videos. I never watched a music video on World Star. Of like the local shit, like yeah. like random. Every, every if you pay to put your music video, don't I watch your, your video. Wow. And that, he's always staying current. Like, he gonna he, he does this. Some yeah. people DJ, like, you DJ. Yeah. Don't DJs. He yeah. does this. God forbid 
he ever decided to take a like an artist under him or mm. she'll be a millionaire. Yeah. But he's one of those people where like if he's not gonna be a hundred percent into it, he's not even gonna do it. Yeah. So you know when you when if you work with Don Hanna on any level, you're gonna get the best out of him every time. Yeah. Because he really loves his job, man. And it's a good friend, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, he definitely has his Jamaican, his like Caribbean style, and yeah. he takes it to live, and he takes it to these big, massive yeah. clubs that are super corporate, and and you know, yeah, he was the reason I met Future. <laughs> yeah, how did that go? My favorite rapper, I, really? I, yeah, I love Future. My Lord Man. and Savior, you know what I'm saying Future. Yeah, Dude, he how many baby mamas he got? I think Nick Cannon's <laughs> catching up to him, or he passed him. Did Nick Cannon pass him? Pa- like Brian, could you Google that? Who got more baby mamas, Nick Cannon or Future? Yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, he uh, he was in Mokai Rockstar Mondays at Mokai, and um, he like Future was there doing or whatever. Cool. I'm I'm, I'm in a, I'm in the booth with Don Hart, me and my homeboy DJ Six Thirty, and um, Future came and held him up before he left and just dapped us all up. I was like, wow. damn. damn. I, I'm not a starstruck person. But I was yeah. like. And I didn't even expect that interaction at all, but I was like, damn, like, yo, have you, that motherfucking dude. you, you've, um, like your style, the, the way you rock the mic is you, you really like to fuck with people like a comedian. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like gotten some like shit back from somebody before? Uh, like pressure? Uh, have I ever gotten, nah, nah, not really because I really know how to like be six, four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really know. I really know how to like word my word. I know how to pick my people. Like I know who I can fuck with, not fuck mm-hmm. with. Like I'll be someplace with like, hey man, you know, such and such girlfriend boyfriend here. I'm like, I don't want her. I don't care. I was like, I know, but I know you. I'm like, I'm just talking shit. Like I don't know none of these people that I'm really yeah. talking shit about, unless I do know you. and I'm gonna talk shit about you. But I, I pick, and I then I know I know how much I can joke with you. Like if fucking, and my boy. Like Tony Smalls is there. Like, I don't think I can juggle him so much. That's a real ass thug ass nigga. Yeah. Like, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gangster nigga. So I only talking about some gangster shit, gangster jokingly shit with him, but I'm not gonna be on some yeah. fucking with this girl. Like, damn, yeah. dude, who the fuck that girl with that? What kind of outfit is that, bro? Where'd you get nah, those shoes? I'm not doing that. Actually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, future eight baby mamas to four baby mamas. So Nick only got four baby mamas? He's only got four. He's got seven children. Oh damn! Okay, yeah. But I feel like you trying could, to make you trying to go to like eight basketball games and ballet recitals. If they all live all in the same, I I'd have them live in the. Nah, I'd, not I'd have all not my babies. Li- not gonna happen. Nah, nah. You think you want to go cooperate like that? Stop. You're right. You got a baby, mama. I don't. So I, what am I saying? Stop. <laughs> you know. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I take the high road every uh, time. That's all my fault. Yeah. Happened, it was on me. But yeah, like, yeah, I mean, fatherhood is cool. I recommend everybody experience it. Um, but you know, going through what I going through, I, I do understand. I do understand fathers that are not in their child's life, and I understand fathers that are in their child's life. And would you attribute most of the fathers that are not in to their child in their child's life? You attribute that to like the baby mom of just being difficult. Yeah, man, it's hard sometimes, man. Like once again, like. Women go through a lot, and I don't think we we acknowledge that. We acknowledge it, but we don't understand like the severity of it. Sometimes, like I really feel like when a woman has a child, like they become a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, I've become I've become a different person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, 
Cause you know you have like you love something that will never really understand how much you love they you love them right you know we don't understand how much our parents love us we can't right. even imagine and even though I like I know that love to my child I don't I, I don't understand that love from my mom right so it doesn't make sense to me even though I have a love for something and you know I, I mean I, and I didn't realize how serious it was until I went to um you know. Family court, and you know, you and you in there, like you know, how you had a speeding ticket, you in court with everybody, mm-hmm. so you're in everybody's business. Mm-hmm. So same like thing, like in custody court and things like that. At least, at least the pre-trial stuff, they ch- they try to solve it quickly. You go to mediation, then you can go to like another with a judge. But you, when you with that judge, you're sitting, you, you're hearing like 18 cases, so you just see people going through, thought through it, bro. Like just damn, like. Bro, if we, I just feel like you know, as far as like women just taking men through the ringer, you're through saying the fucking like fucking you know, ringer, like yeah. men just lost in there and don't know what's going on. And it's my biggest helpless. fear, dog, to have a child. It's with a someone fear. Right. It's a it's a definitely a fear, you know. And I'll be the first one to say like, but I have to always told people like I had to understand the role that I played in creating this distrust between me and the mother of my my child. Mm-hmm. It all ain't her, you know. what I'm saying yeah. she ain't waking one morning. The way she is or the behavior that she had. Right. I played a role in it. I have created it. Now, I'm trying to fix it. But the fact that I've created this, I am now living in the space of the mistakes that I made and trying to correct those mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, you know, it's just it just takes time. And I mean, I pray to God to, you know, that I get there because mm-hmm. that's only better for my, my child and her and myself. Mm-hmm. Like just even mentally, emotionally, bro, I'd be... I'd be having days, I'd just be having breakdowns, crying, just, mm-hmm. cause, you know, you, you love your child, like, especially, you know, when you grew up in a two-parent household for most of your life, and, you know, you saw your, I saw my parents every day. Yeah. Every fucking day, so that's the only, like, I can't even give my child the basics. Yeah. The most basic, we're not talking money, we're not talking materialistic thing. we're not even talking about food, we can't, I can't give my child the basics Presence. of the basics, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I got that, and trust me, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Two parent household. It makes a fucking difference. Mm. I see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I work in. The, I coach high school basketball. I can tell just by conversations and way of thinking yeah. is is it, it sucks, seems, man. It, it seems like there's a lot of like. Does it? Maybe it just seems this way, but it seems like there's a lot more single mothers now. Yeah. It seems like, you know, like women are just. I mean, it's it's like, is it more men that aren't stepping up that don't want to be? Is it just not cool to start a family anymore? Like, I think is that. I think that's in a black community. I think that's what it is because you know only black women say, "Oh, I don't need a man for nothing, bro." But I w- I would say it just goes past with the black. I think it just popped like just the culture in general, like just youth cult, like just yeah. what gets shown to us. You know no, what no, I'm no, saying? No, no. Like I'm, what I'm yeah, what I'm, but what I'm saying is only black women publicly out here saying, "I don't need a man for shit." I've never heard a Spanish girl say that. That's not true. I never heard a white girl say that. My sister, bro. She I heard, but where she grew up? Weston. She was so y'all went to what? Cypress Bay. Yeah. Oh, see. There's always gonna be an anomaly. We all. No, there's always gonna be an anomaly. We're not talking about, but majority. Right. Like I've only heard that type of like speech from like black yeah. women. I ain't hearing Jewish women say that shit. Yeah. I'm not hearing Asian women say that. Yeah. I'm not hearing women from the Middle East say that. Hell yeah. no. And you go to those Latin countries, they not saying that. But you you in America, you got that little freedom, you got that independence, you got that. See, now o- over here is, go for it. No, I'm saying over here we're like more obsessed with materialism mm-hmm. than to have a family. You know what I'm saying? Like 
What did my boy say? He was in Colombia and he said, like, uh, over there, we work to buy the next, the bigger TV, the next car. They work to just spend time with their family. You know Facts. what I'm saying? And just, what were you going to say, Mac? It, well, that, that's the thing, right? Like, you can't compare those countries to America because America is diluted. Like, all the people, you know, a lot of people, we have a poor sense of nationalism here. So, you know, a lot of people say, I'm something slash American. But most of them have American passports and no other passports. So mm-hmm. they're just American. Yeah. Their parent, you know, they're a delineation from something. So yeah. it's kind of just our culture in general, not the white, black, the Spanish. It's just American culture. That's what, that's what I'm referring yeah, to. It's, it's just, just American, American, American culture. culture. It could be heavily influenced by black culture because yeah. black culture heavily influ- yeah. is basically pop culture. You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, I just mean but, just in terms of like the whole like self-made and like that's the thing. And we all know this as young men, you know, yeah, we're young men still. Uh, women are more willing to have a baby outside of wedlock in American culture than they are in any other culture. Right. Agreed. Which is, which is what, which, yeah, that's normalized now. That's not good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Normalized, yeah. And then men, I feel like men don't really, like, men would rather not have a kid you know they're more worried about like the bigger chain you know what i mean mm. to be accepted to be validated by but more. but there was a time where like it's, it's all a fad I, there, there, I really believe there was a time where it was a cool thing to have a a, a kid at like you know 21 22 like it was cool really now i'm telling you when i moved to north carolina the everybody had kids bro do you so do you think it's our city too that kind of like no i think it? i think miami is less because having a kid out of out of Miami is like whack. You can't go out every weekend no more. True. Like they yeah. want that lifestyle. Like a lot of, I mean, most women do. Not all. Once again, not all, but yeah. most are having. I guarantee you, there's like, if we can look up abortion numbers in South Florida as opposed to, you think it's higher? Or? Of course. Yeah. Then like North Carolina, bro. I met a girl one time because women get a taste of the luxury here. Yeah. And now they're addicted to the luxury. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, who trying to be pregnant? That hurts your value. <laughs> Yeah. Your value go down. Like it is what it is. You're, you're but these kids are these girls are having the babies or they're walking yeah. around being single mothers out here. If they think you know, and cool. then dudes are just wilding out, just fucking not giving a fuck. But yeah, I don't think I don't think most women want that. Or they I don't know how they I mean, I would have to talk to one and like break down like like what are you doing this for? Like I think a lot you, of women I mean, and would say that like they just don't want to have a kid when they're older. Like they feel like because they got a, a, a shot clock, you know, too. Oh, yeah, you know what sure. I mean? yeah, so do. like, so I, I see that side of it too. Like, yo, I'm already 28. Mm-hmm. I'm 29. You know, I'm not getting older. No, I'm trying, I'm to, having no, I'm a, trying to look for somebody, somebody serious. I'm having a baby from. I'm having a baby from me. me. A lot of them say that, you know. But you're hurting right. the child by doing that, yeah. you know. But don't be saying dumb shit. Because <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day, that's like, dude, like I hate when I meet women like, oh, I got a kid, but I'm just I'm absolutely and celibate now. Bitch, you should have been celibate six hours over your, when you when before you, you fornicated yeah, and yeah. then had a whole child. Why, got, why I gotta suffer? Yeah. <laughs> why I gotta suffer? Yeah. I'm like, who even said I'm even trying to have sex with you? Just because I want to fuck you, don't mean I'm gonna try to fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you. I just want to fuck you because I'm a man. That ass is fat. Look like you saw some good dick. Like yeah. But that don't mean you know I'm gonna like you know act I'm, on it. Uh, yeah, act on it. Like I can be around women. I. F- like I want to fucking just be cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna press you. Like it's not that. It's not that serious. Like yeah. As I get older, I understand when Wayne was like, "I wish I could fuck every girl in the world." That song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, as I get older, I'm like, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. Like you know, I want to, but he's not. He probably could fuck majority. 
but not every. Yeah. But a good about I mean, what percentage? You can put a percentage. I just, yo, I just had, I might believe this. <laughs> Six, I say 68%. Of what? Women between the ages of uh, 18 to... 18 to 48, I think Wayne can fuck 68%. Maybe more. Wayne? So, yeah. It's, it's a high, I don't know. I'll give him I'll give him 50. What do you think Drake got? Probably like 80, 80, 87. What is that life like? Just walking around knowing you could fuck 80% 80 of women, women if you tried. Yeah. And not even really tried, tried. you know? No. Like just A guy come get you, you sign a paper, and you shut the fuck up. Non-disclosure. I'm trying to withhold. I'm going the whole month of uh, October with no porn. Why? <laughs> I'm just trying to like, yo, Slim. Now we're getting therapeutic with this podcast. But I feel like I'm too. No, no I feel like I feel like I'm too lusty. I think uh, a lot of people. I think porn. I'm of the belief that porn is bad for men than what people would think than most mm -hmm. people would think and it makes me too lusty like all these girls I'm just trying to smash and I'm mm -hmm. not even trying to get to know them anymore. Nah, you gotta busting up before you meet up with them. Yo, when you come, you come to your senses. Not me, dog. I'm, I'm still you. thinking that, like, if I'm going on the date, I'm like, damn, I want to smash. Especially if alcohol's involved. I mean, I'm trying we're to always gonna. Every man thinks that. This is what I think I'm gonna do, and I said this before. Like, I think I'm gonna try to the next girl I talk to, smash, get it out of the way, just so I know what's lit, and then we have to make a promise to ourselves that we're gonna be strong and not have sex for at least 30 days and get to know each other without the sex. Nah, man, you think it. that's crazy? No, no. I think the I think like the women that I've fucked with the most, like I've got the sex the fastest because I, I feel like. We didn't have sex, right? So I don't got the pussy. So anything after that is genuine interest. Mm. I'm genuinely asking you how your day was. I'm not asking you how your day was because I'm starting to fucking see you later. I just really want to know how your day is. Gotcha. I didn't got the pussy already. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's cool. That's why I sometimes I'm like, yo, get that shit out of the way, man. I remember, shit, bro. Just the other day, like I met this um, I met this girl. She seemed like a great girl. Same age, tall, lovely skin, uh, Haitian lady, and, and like I wanted to bag her. Like I want, I got a number. We chopping it up, and then she just hit me with the oh, I don't want to lead you on. I'm like, first of all, nothing has happened for you to lead me on. And I was like, at the end of the day, I'm like, mm, you're lost, because I wasn't like coming at her on some like sexual. I want to beat this pussy up. Yeah, life. I was being real genuine, like, cause like you know I have other women, so I don't need to be pressed to be like. Have sex with you when I got something yeah. over there. Like I can spend time with you to go knock whatever I want to go knock down. Yeah. And have the balance. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like genuinely interested in her and she kinda like brushed me off. I was like, damn. See, I'm here giving you a, see, I'm here giving you but women automatically assume that. That every guy is just trying to like it's thirsty yeah, I, for I the do, I do want to fuck her. Like right. I, I never not wanted to fuck her. I would have fucked her the first night I met her, but I wasn't impressed. Yeah. Like, I was generally just checking on you. We were having good conversation and good debates. Yeah. I was like, okay. Women are so scarred now, bro. I feel I like, know, the, I feel the, the, like social, media, social media has made it to where every woman thinks all men are ain't shit. Yeah. All men are this. All men are that. Girl, be careful. Do this. Yeah. Do that. You know? But like, they don't know their daddy. So, I, don't, I ain't here to argue with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like I said, women go through so much shit. It's to the point where I tell people, I don't even, like, talk to women. Like, I don't approach women. I talk shit on the mic. But if you're not on that mic, Casey, me, you going out, I'm not talking to that one bitch in there. If you don't come speak to me, I'm not talking to you. You know what I mean? 
I can I know you can relate in the amount of creepy ass shit we've seen in the club. Like yo, women think men are the only are the creepy ones. Like nah. women be doing creepy shit too, and they bro. They better at it. Mm. They they invented it. Mm. We just and have to be better at it because they know they physically can't compete with us. But you know what I mean? They 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 invented that shit, and they just better at it. Like I was talking to another girl, and she was telling me how she Google people and da 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 da. I was like, how the fuck do you know? All, like what? Yeah, we had to go do my research and did it. I'm like, the fuck? I just need your name. Oh, I'll get your first name. Oh, so she told me my real name. I was like... So wait, you're trying to tell me when I give a girl my name, she's out here Googling me? Yes. Oh, they're background checking your shit. Damn. Off rip. Or they got the one homegirl that's a whole fucking private investigator on the weekends. Like, they do this shit. Like, they do it. And, it, and, and like I said, I, I just... I don't want to be... Like I'll, just, I'll tell a quick story. So when I realized, like, I just really didn't want to, like, I'm not into, like, really approaching random women. Working in radio in North Carolina, once again, uh, like, you know, you're on the, you're on the street hits. You're on the streets out and about. You meet all type of people. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time um, this, this, this gay dude, like, approached me. He was being, making me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and I'm trying to be respectful. I'm mm-hmm. on, I'm, I got on the jam shirt, mm-hmm. representing the brand. And there's a time, like, they'll fire you over that shit real quick. Facts. And then, you know, and sometimes those people can, the gay people, it, they can talk to you any kind of way. And you can't do shit. Happened to me on South Beach, dog. Yeah. They could, they could really say and do whatever you want. It's like. They you, got a force field around them. Because yeah. anything you say back, you're at fault. Yeah. So now I just remember, like, what he was saying to me. And how uncomfortable it made me feel. Like, how powerless I felt because I was like. And I'm Jamaican, so you know a lot of us culturally we don't play that shit. Yeah. So I was just like, damn, like when I kind of got over it, and like I had kind of I had a signal like my homegirl that worked at station, yo, come because this is about to be a situation. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be respectful, yo, man, yo, yo. I mean, yo, sir, I don't have no problem with your lifestyle. I'm just not into that, man. Just respect me and still pressing, mm-hmm. saying slick shit, trying to like touch my shoulder. I'm like, what the fuck going on? Like freaking me out. Dog. I'm yeah. really freaked out. And uh, and and I, I used to ask when I kind of calmed down. I had to reflect on it. Like later that night, I was like, "Have I ever, have I ever made a woman feel like that? Have you ever made a woman feel like that? Yeah, said, yeah." And I was like, "I right, no, I'm I'm done. I'm straight. Yeah. I'm good." Speaking when you spoken to, yeah. And then that's how I just been living. Like, I mean, touching someone isn't different. That's a whole different. Yeah, thing. like you're touching people. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah, like random, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that shit's crazy. And I and I from that day forward I just like, you know, when I say speak when you spoken to, a woman can give you a look. A woman can look at you and let, and speak with her eyes and let you know, hey, come over here and talk to me. That's funny you say that, bro, because I felt that vibe like I, I was DJing at the Cleveland there. Oh god. And it was Pride Weekend Woo! on the beach. And, and bro, I'm fuck. walking to my car and everybody's drunk as shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm cool, like I'll DJ it's probably weekend, you know, but I'm walking to my car and I'm getting cat called dudes touching me and shit. Like, yeah. damn, da, da, da. And I and I had that same reflection that you had. Yeah. Like, yo, this must be how women feel, bro. Like yeah. literally, you know what I mean? I was like, damn, like And men are ten times creepier than that. Yeah. Well, straight men, you're far, saying. Yeah, yeah straight yeah. men are ten thousand times creepier than that. I have I go with my cousin, she's a girl, very attractive young woman. I just be like, who's dealing with this? Like, nigga will come to yo, yo, are you, you're a girl that, 
No, nah, just the the the. Granted, we're we're never like dancing. Obviously, we just stand next to each other talking shit here and there, smoking hookah. But just the gall to even come up to another man and be like, "Yo, you're a girl." Like, you know what I'm saying? Granted, it's respectful, but at the same time, it's like, "Yo, like." And should we, should we give her number to a guy and she'll show me the message that they're sending her and like that's a lot. That's just a lot, dude. And I never want to be that guy. I don't even tell that girls in their DMs. Nah. It's a screenshot, group chat, and I use some. It's a wrap. I'm for all you. paranoid. About, I'm really paranoid about that shit. So like, if they say Slim is just like, nah, I just I know what y'all go through. I get it, and I don't want to be in that category. That scares me. I'm done bringing rant. Like in, in my twenties, my early twenties, like I would mm-hmm. bring whoever to my crib. Like yeah. I'm done doing that. Yeah. I don't bring any random. Well, if to I my- go to a girl house, bro, I'm sending my niggas the location, her name, her number, bro. Anything happened to me, man? This is the last place I was with. Not this only person. that, I'm just saying, like if she could say whatever she wants about me, that I did whatever, mm-hmm. and. She's automatically a victim and I'm guilty. You know what I'm saying? That's my I don't even want to be put in that predicament. It's like yeah. you'll sign this. If you want yeah. me and you want to chill after this, Record like this shit. sign this shit. Like Yeah, it's I mean it's it's really hard to navigate like you know say he say she say type of situation. It's very scary, but I guess that's why we gotta be more selective and not be some corny yeah. ass motherfuckers, but at the same time that's hard as fuck too. Yeah. Just fellas, focus on your grind, focus on your bag, and let them yeah, come to you. Because they will come. They the, the moths will f- come to the light. Just yeah. be the light. Just be the light. And like mm-hmm. I said, Sounded when I say, well, yeah, very well. That was a good one. I might steal that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I said, just when you're in those situations, I just say women can talk to you in many ways. Just pay attention to the signs. Now, that's one thing I work on. I'm a very oblivious to signs. So if a girl's not say, hey, what's your name? Come on, what's your number? Like, I'd just be oblivious to her staring at me in the club for 20 minutes. Mm. Trying to get my attention, walking by six times. Because I'd just be in my own little zone. Like, especially yeah. if it's, like, it's a night off. Like, I always ask you, what night do you work out? Come hang out and just be there and just enjoy myself and just be there for your, your colleagues. Like, I think that's one of the things I made. I'm granted that I'm booked six days a week and it's a blessing. But those nights off where I can see, like, some of my favorite DJs like yourself. Like, I want to come to Copper Blues on a Sunday. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Yeah, be there no, and likewise, sit like, down in the corner and just to me and not talk to nobody and enjoy my. That's a good time to me. I can go to a party and just people watch, look at women all night. And are you like, very slim? Are you very um? Because I'm this way, like because we work amongst chaos mm-hmm. and noise and people yeah. tapping you and wanting yeah. shit all the time. Are you very? Is your other side of you very like isolated and like? Oh man, you, that that like time alone, bro. Like recharge. Like oh, that sit there and don't move. So I just sit in one position. Mm-hmm. Like that, that drive home with no music on, <sighs> a good podcast, and I'm like, oh, bro, silence is expensive oh, to me, bro. Like God. that's why I like massages and yeah. shit like that. I recently got back like anything that gives me peace is so valuable yeah. to me now, bro. Because it's just loud music and shit. Like how's um, you said you're booked a lot now. What is, things are going good? What what is like up next for you? Like what um, is uh, well, every Tuesday I'm at Coyo Taco um, Rum and Bass. Legendary that, party, legendary party. I'm glad to be a part of that party, and uh, I uh, go to Taboo, which is a strip club. After Wednesdays, I'm at Hookah Hall. It's a nice little hookah vibe, local, uh, great service. One of one of the things I, I always tell people about uh, the the staff there is a it's a great staff. Shout out to Craig, Leanne, Ebony, and all the hookah girls. Very high energy, bubbly personalities, mm-hmm. and um, DJ Bree, of course, who brought me in that situation. And then Thursdays, I'm at Taboo Miami all night. And I love that strip club. I know strip clubs get a, try to get a reputation of like a toxic environment. But 
once again, the management is great. The food there is amazing. Mm. Like you, sometimes I go there. I'm like, am I here for the food? Or am I here for the women, bro? Yeah. I don't even know. The house girls are great. Um, very diverse amount of women, and like what I like about them is like Taboo is known to be like a a show strip club. Like they have routines and mm. that type of vibe. So a great pole work. All our girls look good. Very friendly. They're not thirsty. Our bar staff is amazing. Shout out to Julie, new girl, Rock, Pat, uh, Alexis, and our waitresses are once again they're bubbly. Like and it's hard to find those type of girls that feel entitled in the nightlife. You know, yeah, girl, yeah. Be, they'll have a, a service job and feel like you know because they got fifteen thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, because they got their ass out with a little uniform. They think that you're supposed to run them down. Like nah, a lot of girls understand this is the service industry and they're providing a service. So I like the fact that my girls, well, not my girls, but the girls that I work alongside are very like, you know, they understand what they're doing. Yeah. And they're not into ego. You know what I mean? So that, I feel like that helps the, 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 the scene a lot. And then the Fridays, I'm at Premier Lounge. Shout out to the Link Up family. Mm. Saturday, I'm at Taboo, which is insane. And Sunday, I'm at Taboo. But I do a lot of early Sunday stuff, bro, too. I tip my hat to you, bro, because I feel like for a minute, I almost felt like MCing was getting scary. Like it was a dying yeah, you know, like because now DJs are MCing now, you know, and and so you're solely an MC, you yeah. know. I, there's only a couple of y'all, you know, my boy Super Day. There's a and he tried to learn. He's learning the DJ now, and, and but it's like for you to be working six days a week as an MC, blessing, bro. I tip my hat to you, bro. Blessing. I don't know. I don't know how long. You're right. It is a dying situation but that makes me you know makes me focus more on my podcast and i and i gotta like plug that shit yeah uh first in my podcast i just dropped an episode today it was featuring my twin brother and uh, we're talking about covid my brother's a doctor so he's a twin brother who's a doctor yeah <laughs> that's fine he's an OBGYN man right on the street off johnson uh oh, memorial shit. right up here so yeah so we had a talk one day we we're just talking about the misinformation of covid information mm-hmm. yeah so he like clears up all that shit mm. and it's his job to know and, you know a lot of women are like that are pregnant are having a lot of questions and mm-hmm. he just wants to advocate for like especially like minority women mm-hmm. you know the care they get is just not the same the care as, as white women in those situations so he just i'm just glad i was able to put a put him on a platform but like the hardest thing man is finding somewhere to record man i don't live by myself I think my people how because I never planned on staying in Florida this long. I was only supposed to be living here like for five months mm-hmm. and moving to Atlanta. But like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to find a spot now to record. Like, I feel like once I record, once I find a location to decorate it up, give them these fancy shit that you got up in here. Yeah, but once I move, dog, there's like in my building, there's like you could do the couch. There's mad couches. You could do like yeah. a couch vibe, yeah. some 106 and Park shit. You could do tape, like. There's, there's like a, it's like a content creator's building, building bro. Yeah. So, you know, we'll figure it out, bro. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in my new spot by next month. So. Yeah, congratulations, man. No, nah, thanks, bro. Yeah, thanks, that, that, that grind, that, that, like betting on yourself. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's brave. I mean, it's it's tough, admir- admirable to anybody that bets on themselves to be successful. Like, yeah. but I'm really like this year. Like, I always believe like my podcast is a. It was very unique. It's called First and Wild, and people talk about losing their virginity. Mm-hmm. And, like, man, that's just, like, a bait to get them in, draw them mm-hmm. in. But, you know, we talk about so much different things on there. I mean, How'd you lose your virginity, then? Oh, man, that's episode one, pork chop, uh, yellow oh, rice right, and okay, yellow rice. And, no, I would tell about it, yellow rice and pork chops. Um, so, pretty much, I lost my virginity in an abandoned building on a, a BCC Central Campus. Yep, it was a green lifestyle condom. 
And I interned it from the back, doggy style. It hurt a lot. I didn't feel uncomfortable. All I could think about, like, as I was entering the pussy for the first time, I was like, yo, I'm, like, breaking one of the Ten Commandments right now. I was going to church club. I was in church every Friday. I was uh, 17. 16 or 17. I lo- bro, I lo- <laughs> I've said this before, but I lost my virginity in a, in a, in a gangbang. In a hit, in a hit and switch. It was the only one I've ever had in my life too. Oh my god! You don't know no better. It was my older brother. It was like me and my boy. It, no, it was my boy's older brother. It was yeah. me and my boy, and he's like, "Yo, you know, we were 17, and yo, my old, my boy's older brother's like 24, like mm-hmm. eight years old. He's like, yo, we got this girl. She with the shits that it up. Like high school. I was in high school. She was older. She was like 24. He was 24. Don't like so, it was like three of us, and the lights cool. off, hit and switch type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, a twenty-four-year-old. That's that's impressive. I, that's the only that's the only gangbang I've ever had. Like with two more than one guy in in the room. Crazy. Oh, you fuck about none of that shit, nigga. Like, I don't. I don't like. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with another guy in the room, though. Not like. Uh, I mean, if there's two girls, I guess I'll do it if it's two yeah, guys. Yeah, because you might be in Vegas. I don't want to run a train. I don't want to run a train. Like, you, you might be in Vegas somewhere. Doing some wild shit. You might be in Panama. You might be in some crazy ass place, and like the energy and the vibe. You just not saying you're like oh, yeah. coming to this room, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And shit popping off right then and there. It's like it's whatever. I don't really don't give a fuck about none of that shit, nigga. I live in the yeah. college dorm room. I stay in a double, so my roommate didn't see me fuck hella bitches. Like no, that's cool. Yeah, no I'm choice. just not running a train anymore. Yeah, like, I, don't I never done that either. Yeah, I'm not. Never done that. You know? Not opposed to it, but I gotta go first, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't trying to. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to go fifth, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what does it be that nigga? Like, you know what I mean? She gotta fifth. be tired, dog. Like, god damn. Fifth? Yeah. Damn. Fifth? That's, oh, look. man. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. So, that shit's just crazy. But yeah, man. Channel the podcast is on all streaming platforms. And Casey, we got to get you on there. I'm like Let's trying to it, find man. a home right now. That's like my biggest issue. Like, cause I got crazy guests lined up, man. It's just it's so like I'm pretty sure you realize the same thing when you decided to do this. You realize like I know a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah, I know a lot of dope motherfuckers. And not only that, it's to meet new motherfuckers. Yeah, you know what I mean. I um like last night I was in Playhouse, man, and um thought it was like this little person, fine as shit, bruh. Fine ass short. Oh my god. Uh, a fine midget? Yeah. We can't say midget. I don't know. Do we say dwarf? Dwarf is little, little person? Little people. Little people? A fine little person. Bro, fine. A fine female little person. Fine, bro. And I found her Instagram. Is she bad, bro? I've been telling people about this all day. Damn. Cause I posted like I made a create little type thing and I posted it. And you know, I and like people hit me up like, no, bro. I found her page. Like she she liked that. She got a fatty? Yeah, everything. She did, and she got a big head, but not like the typical midget. I feel like all midget. I mean, all damn, all little female little people got fatties, no? Yeah, but like you know, they got the big ass head too. She got a big ass head, but not like a big ass head. You know what I'm saying? Damn, she pretty too, bro. Pretty fire. You're six four. You're like you. What guy? You work out? Are you a picker upper? That's my bad. Yeah, I be picking these girls up because they don't get picked up a lot. You know, so like she gonna remember me because I'm picking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is what I do. I do the like if, if I'm really trying to like fuck her mind up, I, I just eat her pussy upside down. I got flipper. Oh, you do the J Mac, and I had, I had to hit it with the holder right here. Nigga. Damn, I haven't done that. Eat that thing, boy, the and print your life. Print yourself on their life forever. I've been, I've, been, I've been pick. Damn, you do that. Yeah. So she's sucking your dick. The vertical sixty nine. 
Damn, I need to try that, dog. Got I'm going to add that to the itinerary. Because I've, I've been picking up chicks lately. That's been my new bag. Yeah, yeah I have to put my back up. I ain't be chilling out, out, but I'll do that shit, man. I just feel like, girl, what you, I'm going to please her. So, you know, whatever she need, like, yeah. well, not really everything she need. Like, I ain't eating no ass now. I'll eat ass. You know what I'm saying? I eat ass, bro. Like, I can't. Like, you have to do fresh out the shower? Yeah, it depends how drunk I am. I feel like that that helps. The, the more the drunk I am, the less I'm tasting anything. You know what I mean? Uh, like it's probably. just like in the moment. Like I got, I remember, man, I remember this girl from Antigua. Oh, that girl, she like lick my butt, dog, ate my butt. I was like twenty. These girls are asking for that shit. Cause nah, I, they just do it. Hey, I heard Jamaicans don't eat pussy really. That's cat, man. But there's a history. Mythbusters. They, no, they 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 don't. But there was there's a history behind why they don't. Like it's oh, a legit yeah. history of, of that. Explain so, this tall tale. So back in the early, like this goes back like the eighteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Why Jamaicans don't eat pussy? This yeah. is gonna be legendary. Even Caribbean people, the, the stigma of Caribbean men don't do it. So back in the day, like we weren't as developed. Like we didn't have streets. Everything was like a lot of dirt roads. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the women, a lot of dust gets up in there because they wear dresses. You mm-hmm. know, back then women don't wear no pants, bro. It was all dresses. Yeah, and the dust and the dirt is getting up in there all the time. And then, like, you're not putting your mouth down there. You're, like, you're not doing that. That's where it comes that's from? That's where it comes from. There, that's not a very good detail, but there's a legit story, article out there of why, like, the history of it and why. But at the end of the day, though, you like a girl, you care about her, you're going to do it. You want to make her happy. You want to keep her, keep her coming I'm back. I'm doing like, that. I'm putting my mouth everywhere, and you could put your mouth wherever you want. Yeah, That's what do. we're doing, bro. Have, have, all right. Have you ever liked a girl that was sexually selfish? What do you mean? Like I was recently yeah, talking to the girl. Yeah, oh, like, I won't. I'll, I'll, I'll. But you like her. I can't, if if I you're not like gonna release much. the way I'm gonna release and match my energy, then you know what I be doing. This is what I do. I'll eat, if, fellas. If you want to take this advice, I'm gonna always eat your pussy before I have you suck my dick. Uh-huh. Number one, the head's gonna be way better if you eat her pussy first when you get it back. Yeah. And number two, I, I'll eat her pussy, and after like 15 minutes of me doing it or 10 minutes of me doing it, I'm gonna be like, yo, match my energy, go. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm gonna put the ball in her court. Yeah, but I hate the fact that I even gotta ask for it. The fact that I even gotta like, and I'm the type of person like, I love hair, bro. Like, I just feel like any opportunity if I, I'm with a girl, I'm fucking with you. The fact we already had sex, I didn't eat your pussy before. I feel like any opportunity is to like touch my dick or suck my dick. You need to be taking advantage of that opportunity because I'm gonna be filling up on your ass everywhere we are. Grab yeah. me a pussy anywhere. Yeah. All the, I don't care where we are. I'm gonna I'm try. Dr- it. I'm driving with my hand on your thigh yes. like the whole time, the whole and I might time. just like like you said, match my energy. Like, why are you asking for this? And you know I love this, so it's like you should want to like. And I, and it's I, I, so hard to find like because yeah, they're, 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 they're gonna say they're gonna say oh well you're not my man. God nah, damn it! But, bro, there's girls who treat it like a job. Then there's girls who really like can come, can come from sucking dick. Like yes. they enjoy sucking dick. They love to have that power over you. Because when I be eating pussy, I want you to know I have this power over you. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, and I do it with no expectations. As much as I want it, but I don't want you. I to do it for me, not you, bitch. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't want you sucking my dick and not really want to suck my dick. That's yeah. gonna throw me off. Yeah. Didn't mean me. I, I can't just. Okay, she don't want me to fuck her as bad as I want to fuck her. Don't fuck me. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm giving you a thousand percent. Yeah. And you're gonna give me fucking twenty. And then when I don't hit you back no more, and then now listen, I'm an asshole because I ain't hitting you up no more because you gave me this trash ass set. You ever smoke a big girl? Oh, the bigger girl you ever smashed. Wait, give me a wait. 
I couldn't even tell you, dog. I can't even quant. It's been a long time since I smashed a big chick, bro. Oh and it's been discriminating. I haven't done it. I haven't done it. But I think the heaviest like mine, like maybe like three fifty. What? <laughs> yeah, dog. Lying, the, when they she asked me, she's like, "How can I suck your dick better?" Oh, she just. She just gave you head, that's it? No, I smashed, you know, I'm a man. I didn't eat that shit, though. 50 dog? Like, you had to, like, lift up her. Like, yeah. how did that work? Like, yeah, she had to bend over, hit it from the back, and you got to relift that leg, bro. You really got to lift that fucking leg up, bro, and get in there, you know what I'm saying? But, and the bigger, they supposed to be, like, real small and tucked away. Yeah, shit that is, shit like, is like, you got to, like, look for it, yeah, bro. Yeah, a little like, bit. You got to move that stomach. You got to push that stomach up. I'm here on top, fucking with a leg. Like I got a leg like this. You rock climbing, and I'm like, I'm over. The, you know that move where you got the, the upper leg, but you're on the, over between the other leg. I'm just grabbing her belly, dog. Just grabbing her belly, slapping her belly, like. <laughs> she was funny, dog. Slapping the belly, dog. You smacking the belly? Slapping the belly, dog. I got a belly just uh, watching it ripple away, like yeah. pretending it's ass, just like yeah, ass in the front, like moving the fupa out the way, <laughs> slapping the fupa, throwing it in between the folds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Alright man, I think this podcast is over. Oh dog. my god. Slim, plug your social media, plug, tell people where they can follow you. Um everything at Slim C Live on Instagram. First and wild podcast, all proper spelling. Twitter Slim City, Facebook Slim City Live, man. Like you can literally Google and I've had the same phone number since I was seventeen, so <laughs> ain't shit gonna change, man. KC mm-hmm. like I mean, I really value your friendship. Likewise, you know bro. What I'm saying that, like, I like working together with bro, that. You know, like, like I have fun. Like, I don't really, like I said before, bro. Working yeah. with MCs is a fine line when you yeah. when someone's on that microphone. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could really ruin the whole mm-hmm. shit or or take it to another level. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, because you I, don't have to. Yeah, I can be booked for a party, but you don't have to. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. like, but like. Like I said, I'm really glad that I've met you. And I, I, I tell you, when I see your name on flowers, I get excited. And I'm just My happy brother. to be there. We're going to build, dog. Trust me. We're yeah. going to build, bro. Because it's a whole new generation. that uh, It's it's our turn right now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, is. the old heads, we respect them. Everybody mm-hmm. still talks about them. That's all they talk about. But I'm on some shit where it's time for the city to talk about some new names. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's I feel it. It's our time. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like And we're not... I mean, we may differ in this, but... For our generation coming up now, we don't need corporate. Like we don't need the radio nah. stations. We could do it with us. We <laughs> nah, man. But appreciate y'all support, man. Rocking with yeah. our Casey Child, Miami on the Rocks. It's a great name. I don't know how he came with that. The logo's nah, amazing. My girl came up with it. I mean, my homegirl M. Shout out to her. Shout she let me use it. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. Wow. Man.